in her, throw up the sex in her. We got Kentucky Finest. One of the guys. <laughs> Welcome back to the game within the game. Talk about it, Mac. About that. That's my guy from Kentucky. <laughs> we know y'all got the v- the VA player. It's two on two right now. We got two Kentucky. First yeah. two VA. We in the building. Pusha T coming just- from the number one spot. Tomorrow, I was, we'll see what's going to happen or not. I was, I was just about to say, if this comes out tomorrow, the intro is going to be Pusha T. So we'll give it to y'all tonight. But when we come <laughs> back again, hey, King Push all day. You already know. Got the album coming out tomorrow, whatever. Yes, Jack Harlow been doing his thing for the past two weeks. Number one on the billboard. Everybody give my man a round of applause. Let's go. <laughs> Jack Harlow. Yeah. Hey, we run a two-on-two this week, man. We got Jack Harlow versus Pusha T. We got Shelvin Mack. We got Coach PD. We got my man, Rodney Bowens. And yours truly, T. Edge, is in the building. Welcome back, everybody. How's everybody's Easter, Rod? How was your Easter, man? It's so good. Speaking of Easter, though, we rolling out on Easter. And to tie it all in with Jack Harlow, I'm in the car. G L. A-M. You know, like, I look over at Wifey. Wifey's like, you know what this is, don't you? And I'm like, that's Jack Harlow. She was like, no, that's the Fergie sample. Oh, I was, I was, <laughs> I, back. I, had no, I had no idea. I had no I, idea that that was I, a Fergie sample. I had no idea. I went to the little Dirt concert this week. And I was like, and I was with KY, KY, Blacktown guy, one of my dudes. Um, you know, a good friend of, of, of all of us. I don't think Tori met Shout him. Shout out yet. to Kate. But I yeah, asked him. KY say, engineering. I, I said, man, yeah. who is that sample? I was, like, I was like, I know it ain't Jack. Like, who is that? He's like, that's Fergie. I said, oh, I know why it's blowing up now. <laughs> right, right, right. For some reason, all of a sudden. Jack do a great old. job. Yeah, Jack do, Jack do a phenomenal job yeah. using that. But I was trying to explain to him. I was like, man, how much I got to pay Fergie to do this or whatever? Because it's, it's a sample and it's not saying featuring Fergie. That's what threw me off. But right. she had to clear it though, right? I think or, or she had, I to clear had, it. had to clear it. Somebody had to clear it, but it made me bring this up. I don't know if y'all, have y'all heard uh, the song with Jada Kiss, Rick Ross, and some dude I do not know. <laughs> but the dude sounds just like Neo. Now, I thought it was Neo until I saw the yeah. video. But I was like, I was like, man, Neo cost me much. They had to switch it up. So I was like, man, why did Jack just switch Fergie up? Fergie, <laughs> this thing. Exactly. <laughs> but, but Fergie is still hitting with the interpolation, man. So in music, I know this ain't a music podcast, but if you sound like somebody or you using their hook, uh, what was the dude from Atlanta with messed up teeth and the gold teeth, the all gold everything? Uh, what was it, Trinidad James? Trinidad, Trinidad James. James, yeah. So Trinidad James had a huge, he was a one-hit wonder, two-hit wonder. And Bruno Mars in, in his 24 karat album used like one of his samples. He didn't use Trinidad James, but he was using the hook from his song and had to pay Trinidad, Trinidad James for, for the interpolation of it. Same thing with Cardi B uh, with Bodak Yellow and Kodak Black. So music a, crazy, man. A game within a game. Get the paperwork together. <laughs> you can <laughs> get paid. Be straight. Mm-hmm. That's right. You ain't got to be the star all the time. You just got to be in the building. 
Yes, be in the bills. So happy, hey, ha- happy, happy, happy Thursday to everybody here. Uh, America, thank you all for listening. We got some great reviews on the pod last week. I'll tell you, gentlemen, uh, a couple of people upset. We left some people off the all ugly team. Scotty Pippen, Uh-oh. we missed you. Oh. We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> but we we want to give you your we want to give you your flowers, hey, man. Scotty knows he needs to be on there. He knows he needs to be on there. <laughs> we missed him, well, can, but we want to give you your well, flowers. Well, can you recap what, what's the top five? What's, can you recap the top five? Well, let me say this: we had to induct uh, uh, Armando Bacon into the into the All Ugly Hall of Fame first ballot. Uh, he he did work in the NCAA tournament, and I can't I can't t- get him out of my mind, Rodney. So he's on there. Sam Cassell is always on the list. Tyrone Hill, strong <laughs> contention. George Marison, you know, the usual suspects, but there's a lot of them out there. And I appreciate our fans reminding us of what we missed. Hey, Because Scotty Pippen should at least Uncle, be honorable mention. Uncle Sam Cassell going to come looking for you now. You better be careful now. You know what I mean? That ain't the first time he heard it. He's going to definitely pull up tank. on you. <laughs> That's my point. I said it last week. Hey, I respect everybody, but they know they're ugly, man. I ain't out here trying to, you know, they know what this is. Some say I look like Denzel Washington. Some people say I don't, but I respect your opinion. But shout out to everybody that's on all of the team. Hey, Jakes. <laughs> I'm, the first, I'm the first person to hit them with it, but I'm a big Sam Cassell fan. I like all the guys on the list, but real talk, man. All right, so let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about this week. All right, so I don't know. Have you guys watched HBO Max? When in time? right now is on is the rise of the lakers dynasty it's on hbo max and it is a awesome awesome episodic uh based on a true story rise of the Lakers dynasty really surrounded around magic johnson and jerry buss how he bought the team and how the lakers had to overcome and get to the lakers and i'm telling you the first episode if you haven't seen it uh no spoiler alert to everybody because it's still going on it's about seven episodes deep i was like man who is this dude playing magic you know and the more I watch it, I'm like, man, that dude look just like Magic. And the guy they got Larry Bird playing Larry Bird, the casting is incredible. The show is great. Uh, if you haven't watched it, check it out. But what I want to get to is last episode, they was talking about Boston. Boston has been the juggernaut. And Magic is just getting to the garden. The first time he played the rookie year, and they had this guy playing Larry Bird. And Larry Bird is one of the coldest players in the history of the world. I want to get this man his flowers right now. After looking at this, I watched it and watching how the people looked at Larry Bird. Man, he's just a white boy. He ain't that good. He out there just cooking folks. Tell them what he's going to do. I asked some of the young boys around the way. They still don't give Larry Bird his respect. My question to y'all is, how do you remember Larry Bird in the NBA? And if you could compare him to one player today, who would it be? Pete, who would be? Mm. Mm. Larry Bird. I don't have nothing to say about Larry Bird. I mean, he was before my time. And uh, when I think Larry Bird, I just think of a flat-footed shooter. So, you know, when I look at him, I, I look at jingling Joe Eagles out there, YMCA, <laughs> YMCA Joe out there with Utah. I think, as, I think you know, when I think Larry Bird, I, I think of Joe Eagles. I know I might be disrespecting Larry Bird. I was about to I say, don't, don't you? I'm, I was going to let you finish, but I can't let you continue I don't, with that. I don't, I don't know Larry Bird's whole body of work, man. I know he got three titles, though. I do know he had three titles. But when I think Larry Bird, I think Jingling Joe Eagles, YMCA Joe. See, I That's remember. Me, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as well-versed with the comparisons in today's game, but I can tell you, Watching like Larry Bird 
when we I remember being a little kid and there were a few players that you called out when you were out there on the field. You were either like Tony Dorsett, right? Walter Payton or something like that, mm-hmm. Magic, or you were Bird. So when I think of Larry Bird, it's, it's, it's actually, I mean, when I think of Magic Johnson, really, I think of Larry Bird. They kind of go hand in hand to me. And, and kind of like that three-headed monster is the Pistons with Bad Boy. Like when I think of basketball, old school basketball, that's what I think of. Magic and Bird go together, go to uh, go together automatically. And then there's, um, you know, obviously the Detroit and the Bad Boy team. But I don't really know that comparison in today's game. I defer to the basketball guys here on the phone for who he might. But he was a cold, cold player. Cold. So before I kick it to Matt, before I kick it to Matt, let me give you a little bit of uh, Larry Bird's stats. Three-time NBA champ, 10-time NBA All-Star. I mean, excuse me, 10-time All-NBA. He was 1979-1980 All-Rookie, 1979-80 Rookie of the Year, three-time All-Defense. He was a two-time All-Star MVP, two-times Finals MVP, and three-time League MVP on the All-75th team. Mac, who would you compare Larry Bird to in today's game? It's very hard for me to find a comparison for Larry Bird. Uh, unfortunately, you know, when people make comparison, you always do want to black and white, keep the black guy with the black guy, the white guy with the white guy. Well, Larry Bird reminds me like of a, a four times, it might be disrespectful to Scottie Pippen, but he's a way better <laughs> Scottie Pippen. He can do all of the things different. I, I can't find a really a comparison. I, I actually never watched Larry Bird like that. I understand his story, his background, and what he, he's achieved over time. No, how those actually it sound like you trying to say he's in that top Try, five conversation. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say Steph Curry. Ah, Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Percentage wise, from behind the three point line, he was the best to ever do it before Curry from the free throw line, from the three point line, and uh, his shooting percentage. Larry Bird is Steph Curry. We don't look at them like that because they're different sizes and they play different positions. Yeah. But Larry Bird, his stats is Steph Curry-esque. He averaged, for his career, averaged 24 points a game, 10 mm-hmm. rebounds, and six assists. Mm-hmm. Like Larry Bird was mm-hmm. cold as ice, and he got the chips to back it up, too, and was the best player in the league at the same time. Yeah, now Larry Bird did his thing. I, unfortunately, I didn't never pay attention to him, maybe because I wasn't his height. And it wasn't somebody I could relate to, so I never kind of follow his game. But what he's done tremendously is unbelievable. Now, I definitely respect him. And we talk about Steph Curry. Like, before Steph Curry, there was Steve Nash. A lot of people don't realize Steve Nash is a back-to-back NBA MVP. He's struggling right now coaching. with what's name? But the stats, what he can do, I don't – like, you can always use stats to measure anybody up against. We all play the game. We all got 10 shots. That everybody keeps that. We can play in this era or not, it's completely different. But um, Larry Bird is just, is just the truth. To, to piggyback off what you're talking about with the documentary, the one thing I got, I haven't watched the documentary at all, but the one thing I got, we can touch on this in the day and age that we live in, Magic Johnson was talking about that when he signed his shoe deal. Have you heard this story? Yes. Talk about it, Matt. When he did his shoe deal. So, you know, Nike was an upcoming company at that time. They offer percentage, I think it was like 10% of the company. It might have been more than that. 
if I, if I, if I look back on it, because he, he would have been like a, a billionaire just along with Nike right now. But at that time, he took like $100,000 over like 10% of Nike. Me asking y'all with the information y'all know now, with a new company coming out, say like Peak. Peak was a new company um, that just came out trying to um, mm-hmm. compete with Nike and all that. They're a China company. Is it better for you to take the percentage with Peak, having China behind you? Like Lil Will, six men a year. He got his own shoe. It's with it's with a, a Chinese company. Is that a good Wayne fit or too. mold or not? Look, D Way did the same thing. If y'all was coming up, would y'all do that, or are y'all gonna be loyal to, you know, the Nike check that y'all all got at y'all's house and on y'all feet right now? What do you think, Tori? Well, for me, it's interesting. What I, knowing what I know now, I'd always take equity, right? So that's game, game for all of y'all. Always take equity. We talked about think positive and believe, you know, our podcast has reinvented ourselves, but you know, if you're that good, you, you should bet on yourself at some point. Lonzo ball did the same thing with his dad, a little different situation, but he did the same thing at that stage of my career. Knowing what I know now, if I was also, magic. Yeah. Also Steph, Steph, no, no. Also Steph Curry did it with Under Armour too. With Under Armour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got them in the basketball game Under Armour, right? So, I'll say this, um, I would take the equity now, but if I was magic then, probably not. And, and here's why. When you're magic, so those who don't know, magic did turn on that deal from Phil Knight and Nike. He was gonna be the first person who had a branded shoe. They had the magic and it was gonna hold to do a whole shoe line for magic. He said no, cause nobody had done it before. The vision just wasn't there yet. Interestingly enough, Spencer Haywood got offered the same deal and took it. We'll talk about that on another podcast because yeah. he would be the first billionaire in, in sports history. But that, we'll talk about that later. To answer your question directly, Mac, no. I did what Magic did. He went with Converse, who was with a, a bigger shoe brand. And I don't, Mac, you're not old enough to remember. I don't know if you are, Coach Petey, but Rodney, remember the weapons. Oh, the, the weapons. Weapon was everything. The, we- the, the weapons. The weapon. That was the name of the shoe. Hey, the- the weapons were cold. The weapons were cold. Hey, talk, talk, talk to like, him, Bowen. Yeah, nah, the weapons were cold. So, I mean, the first thing I say, went, like, being a, a football player first and just rec- recreationally playing basketball, when I think of, like, Larry Bird, that natural progression for me goes from, like, Larry Bird handing the baton. When we're talking pure, pure shooters, because you knew it was going to be splash, like, bottom of the net. Bird, pass it over to, like, Reggie Miller maybe over to like Ray Allen. Like, I don't know who the cold shooters are beyond Steph Curry today, but you know, you, you know, that elite group that, you know, if you leave them open, you might as well just start heading down the floor to go in the other way because it's hitting bottom. But them weapons, that purple and gold, ooh, ooh, they were cold. And I think taking that equity oh, that, in, yeah. I got a, I got a Google these. I got the weapon. Have you ever seen the weapon? <laughs> So I, I, I mean, you, you, they had you still they had the, the purple and gold, and they had the black and white for, for, the, for right. the Celtics. But the it was purple only two and, of them. But but one really at that right. But I was gonna say, really at that time, those were the only shoes. So I mean, it makes sense that Nike really hadn't fully got the stranglehold on what they've got. They probably were a few key moves that they made along the way. Or everybody will be rocking weapons today. We wouldn't even be thinking about the check. The but. weapons are going for 120 right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Listen, only because, man, only because Converse is not the brand name that Nike is. 
People don't right. want Converse like that. You Nike owns Taylor's. Converse. Well, I, uh, power moves. Think about. I that. mean, when I when you show me that shoe right there, I think of uh the big man, the the black dude that for uh, that had the little mini fro that that played for the Celtics, Robert Parrish, down low. He wore yeah, those. Robert Parrish. He had the weapons right. on too. Yes, he did. He had the weapon. Like that was the shoe at that time for that era of basketball player. And I think it's great because we often talk about like ranking players today. And I think it's great to hear you all say that you never had the opportunity to even watch these guys play. So somebody like myself, I've been able to see cross generational. I've seen what I remember and then going to school and being like, oh my God, did you see what bird? Did you see that game? To today to being like, these guys are shooting from half court. You know, like it's just, a, it's just a different game. Quit showing your age, Rodney. Quit showing your age. Pay, pay hey, I, what you hey, look, I love, I, I love it. I, I, I embrace <laughs> it. I gotta, I gotta embrace it. You know what I mean? It's the game within the game. Look, we got a young, we got a young perspective, and we got a, we got an elder statesman's perspective here. You know. <laughs> what you doing, Pete? Now, what, what you think, Pete? What you think about uh, taking, taking the money or not? Because other thing, what Magic said, he was like, I wish I would have took it. Jordan would still be making me money right now. <laughs> Facts. But yeah, now nowadays, of course, you're going to, I mean, it's it's a gamble. So, you know, do you like your eggs in a basket? Are uh, you willing to lay, you 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 willing to ride to the river? So, you know, I, I would say take the equity in it. You would take the equity in it and, like I say, you live on the edge. Some people live on the edge. So it's it's all about that that person, what that person wants. If that person wants the money right up front, Get the money, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the equity. I'm gonna take the equity in it. I'm gonna let it ride, and I'm gonna see what it ha- see what happens. All right, because if all a right. company if a company if a company's willing to, you talking we talking shoe deal, right? So if a company's yeah. willing to it's, put it's your own before, line of your shoe out, this is before Nike was Nike. Because I'm gonna ask you this, mm-hmm. Pete, I give you two thousand dollars to have some Mac Airs, or you want some some of the company? I don't. I don't I don't have nothing going right now. What you want right now? <laughs> I want I want some of the company, and I'm gonna help you build it. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. I like that. Right. I think you have to be a visionary. You have to see beyond. Kind of like today, I was reading a story about um, one of the characters. It was a young black male who played. I think he played Simba in the Lion King, the animated version, and they were going to pay him, you know, a hundred or two hundred thousand up front, or they were going to give him ten percent ownership or rights to the movie. His, at the time, he said it didn't make any sense, but Lion King been running for 20, 30 years now. So he getting checks sent in the mail every day. You know, it's about believing in yourself. Sometimes you got to step out on the limb and believe it. If you truly believe in the people you're working with and the people around you in the project, invest in your future. Sometimes you got to take a risk. So, so it's funny. There's one guy right now in today's game that's doing that. LaMelo Ball. He signed a deal with Puma. He's got the hottest sneaker probably out in the NBA right now. Besides the Kyrie's, you know, Kyrie and LeBron has a great stronghold on the shoe game. But those Pumas are selling great. They also sell them for like $300. So he's with a big shoe brand, but not known for basketball players. Shout out to LaMelo Ball. So anyway, Larry Bird, we're going to give you your flowers here on the Game Within the Game podcast because you're just that guy. And shout out Magic and, and Larry Bird single-handedly, single-handedly Saved the NBA uh, <laughs> uh, back in the 80s in the bring in making a way for Michael Jordan. Dr. J was there, but they needed magic and they needed bird. 
They got I, that thing done, man. Yeah, I definitely agree. Especially, you know, in the time when y'all was growing up, you know, the 80s, we had we had we had that war on drugs. Matt want us to be dead. We rolling over generation. our grave, man. Right, right. We rolling right. over but our grave listening to you, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll subscribe to that. Look, and I don't even, I haven't even Googled this, but I guarantee you somewhere in that top five, top 10, all-time NBA game, there's a Magic and Bird battle somewhere in that top 10 matchup that everybody need to go on YouTube. I'm 100, I put some money on that. I, I, I would I would agree with you. And I also would uh, agree with, if we was watching the game all the way together and somebody shot that Magic Johnson sky hook running across the lane, you'll be mad right now. <laughs> Put your money on the line, you'll be mad. Be Word. Word. So before we get off basketball, I want to NBA playoffs. First round is a full swing. Last uh, podcast, we talked about Ben Simmons and will he be able to deliver the Nets a chip? Well, we had a strong opinion on it, uh, but either way, they in trouble. The Celtics mm-hmm. is putting foot all in the nets behind. Uh, Kevin Durant's not having a bad uh, 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 series so far, but they're making it the tough on him. Kyrie had a great game one, struggled a bit in game two. I'll chalk that up to uh, Ramadan being here right now. Truth of the matter is very simple, though. Can Brooklyn get out of the first round uh, with with the Celtics? I know they overrated. Mm. Brooklyn's in trouble, yeah. Brooklyn's in trouble. <laughs> KD's, get, KD's getting beat up on. The guards are too small. Ben Simmons needs to come back. And I, I believe I read that he, he's coming back. Correct? He, he, he plans on playing game three. If they, they keep said, losing, he'll be out there in a wheelchair. Game four. He's coming back to game four. Game four oh, he's game not coming four. back to game four? Game four uh, Monday. Be, uh, so Brooklyn, Brooklyn has to win tomorrow or Saturday? Saturday? Saturday. Brooklyn has, Brooklyn has to win game. Saturday. Brooklyn, if Brooklyn doesn't win Saturday, Kyrie coming back, Kyrie being able to play, don't none of that matter. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is not gonna come in and change much in, a, in, a, in if they're down 3-0. You see what I'm saying? If they're if they're down 2-1, we might be talking about something. But if they're down 3-0, uh, Ben Simmons is just coming back just to get a just to get a little warm-up <laughs> before they go into the summer. Shelvin always says it. In, a, in the NBA, in a seven-game series, the best team is always going to win. If a team's down 3-0, there's, I mean, right now they're down. I saw a meme on Instagram. They had, they had KD up in the hospital, hooked to IVs after last night, what they did to him. Mm-hmm. It, it just, just don't have enough. And you look at what Embiid's doing. I watched Embiid, and I, and I was telling Shelvin, I think it's impressive to see what this man's doing at seven feet, whatever he is, seven feet plus. My man's doing turnaround, three-pointers, taking people down low. That's just a different type of game. So I'm, I'm very interested to see who's going to come out the East, but I can tell you who it ain't going to be, and that's, that's them Nets. So no that's matter what, they ain't coming out. They're not coming out. What the Nets were Rodney uh, alluded to or whatever, usually the best team went. And it's where anything – we got to go back, recalculate, and see what it's the difference of what I learned during March Madness this year with CBS. Like, one game, anything can happen. They have over a week now to see, like, I see your game plan. I'm going to make an adjustment. So, I, I, I'm willing to bet right now that Boston is going to lose the next game. I don't know if they're going to lose the series or not. just because they overall is just a better team. The Nets got a lot of stuff going on and working against them with Kyrie. 
Ramadan, he can play games, can't play games, and all that. That stuff kind of affects the mood and overall the team. Some people can show up to practice, some people can't, and mess everything up. But when Ben Simmons comes back, it's a different factor because he's still Ben Simmons. At the end of the day, right. they're not going to guard him as, as a dude who took a year off. They're going to guard him like he's a three-time All-Star or two-time All-Star that he is. So it's going to free KD up and let him operate and do the things he do. But KD has been looking real sluggish out there. And it <laughs> comes to the point with, with, like, coaching and all of that stuff. And I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. I don't know if y'all remember at the beginning of the year, when, when James Harden was there, Kyrie was like, we don't need any coaching. Like, we got this. We figured out. He said that. He 100% said that. So I think coaching is going to play a part in it and see a game plan. And I think that's what's helping – the Boston Celtics coach out a lot. I don't know his. I can't say. It. I don't, I know his name, but I don't want to say it. Mess it up. But he was a Brooklyn. He was an assistant with Brooklyn last year, so he knows these guys in and out. And that's what's making it real difficult and tough for KD to do that. But I'm still looking forward to the to the Nets getting overall. At the seventh game, Town is going to win out. Like if if y'all three was in my backyard right now shooting on the hoop, y'all might beat me the first two games out. But dude, game of seven, I'm like, all right, I know what shot he can make. I know what he can't make. <laughs> this and that. Mm-hmm. I can I can make my adjustments. I'm like, Pete left Coach P left hand. I'm gonna make him shoot right hand layups. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, oh, start the break. Let's go. We yeah. good. Coach T T only might shoot mid-range. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him out there half court. I'm gonna have you mm-hmm. playing my field in my area where I'm where I'm comfortable at. Then Rodney. Ronnie I'm dunking on you. I'm dunking on you. I'm yeah. dunking on you. So you better know that. <laughs> I might do a layup and how you slap glass. Roddy, I'm like, man, I ain't, ain't even worth it. My back gonna go out. I don't know. <laughs> but once I well, play and see how you beat me a few times, I know what to not, what to do and not to do. So guys, give me some game on this real quick because LeBron it, for years has been getting either flack or praise for him running the show, running the front office, getting his players in and getting the people he wanted. Kevin Durant pulled the same move with Steve Nash, James Harden, if you will, and Kyrie, and it's not working out. It's just not working. It doesn't seem to be working out right now. What's the game here? Is Kevin Durant not the GM that LeBron is, or is this just an epic fail on all fronts? I think, personally, I I think KD is a great player. He doesn't have that juice that LeBron has. What you mean by that? Like, if Brooklyn Nets play here two weeks ago, I'm going to the barbershop. No one's saying I'm going to watch KD play. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, they're going to watch Kyrie play. They want to see what yeah. Kyrie going to do. When LeBron comes to town, I'm going to see what LeBron doing. And that, that's the juice that he has in having everybody to buy in. LeBron has a, a aura about him. This is like I've never seen anything like it, even like playing against Kobe and all that. It's like the water boys think they 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 good because LeBron's on their team. He makes everyone feel that way. And I don't think KD has that impact on people. And it's, it might be because he he doesn't talk to the to the media, might not talk to the everybody that way, but LeBron has that and it's just completely different. What do you think? Um, Rodney dealing with Allen, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson might be the same way as like LeBron. Like everyone has had that hope. It's like no matter where I go or what I'm doing, I got I got Iverson. I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, AI was just he was 
there's some people who just transcend the sport in which they play. AI was one of those players. I mean, you still got little kids, white, black, boys, girls that still rock that number three Philadelphia jersey. And I feel like it's the same way with LeBron. We've known about LeBron for a long time. I remember seeing LeBron in high school in the Hummer on ESPN pulling up to like a like a signing, a signing day. You know, real quick. Kate, that's a, that's a that's a great point that you made. I've never seen anybody on the court rocking thirty five. <laughs> right. So I mean, like, or even if you go out, people might wear the uh, KD shoes, but KD was a you know a player that went to Texas. LeBron came out of high school. There's just a machine that's behind and a, a whole system that's behind LeBron. KD's a great basketball player. The, when I think of when I think of Kevin Durant, I think of just a guy who, and I don't, obviously I don't know him. I don't know much about him. That might be part of the reason. I just know he's a hooper. You put him on the basketball court, he's going to do his thing. Now, the last point that I will make around that in terms of who people are going to follow, and you said it, winners, winners win. I mean, you look at the championships. I know there's always that debate about who has the most championships, but KD's got what, one championship? And he got it in Golden State? Two, two championships, two or, two or three. I can't, I can't recall right now. He, now he got, he got multiple. But he got just, multiple. Yeah, but I just think, I, but I just think, you he know, got, he got mean, two. He got two with Golden State. He got two. He with got Golden two State. with Golden State, and everybody expects Golden State to get it, you know. So it wasn't no surprises there. So I think that kind of plays into it as well. Pete, what you think? What you think, Petey? Man, he pause over there. Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm lost. <laughs> Here's the truth. Here's what it is. Here's what it is, man. KD is singularly great. He is singularly great. Probably one of the best basketball players we've ever seen. Clearly, it takes more than that. Anybody who don't think chemistry, will to win, and locker room uh, um, chemistry and, and all of that gelling – it makes sense, right? It, it, it changes the game when you only got five players out on the field. So listen, this next subject is going to sound like a football topic, but it's more about business. So CBS reported that uh, Debo Samuel, the trade rumors for Debo Samuel with the 49ers. And here's some of the main reasons why he was looking for a trade. So quote CBS. So why did uh, Samuel make trade demand? According to multiple reports, it's because he doesn't like the way he's being used in the 49ers offense during the 2021 season, Samuel had a historical year while playing both wide receiver and running back. Not only did the pro bowler haul in 1,405 yards and six touchdowns in the air. Um, he also had 365 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground. Thanks to those numbers, Samuel became the third player in NFL history to finish the season with at least a thousand receiving yards, along with at least five receiving touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns. With 1,770 yards from scrimmage, it counted for 28% of the 49ers' total offense, which is the fourth highest percentage by any player in the NFL. Now, clearly, Debo trying to get a new contract. But it sounds like the 49ers are trying to play him a little bit. For me, here's, here's the business part of it all. If you're Debo, I call him the ultimate weapon. He can do everything. Mm -hmm. You saw him in the playoffs. That guy's unstoppable. He can do it all. And he was only called to play running back because their running back got hurt. He is the ultimate weapon. What is he worth, Coach Petey? Debo's worth whatever he wants because 
I mean, you have linebackers that that go, that are that are on tape on the internet and everything talking about Debo's one of the best running backs. Then you also have DBs like Jalen Ramsey talking about Debo's one of the top three guys to guard in the NFL. I mean, if this guy can do everything both ways, why wouldn't you want him? He can he can run the ball, he can catch. You want him, you pay him because you're using him up. But uh, that's what San Francisco wants to do, probably because of, you know, he, he, he got a little hood to him. We know that, you know, Debo comes out, he's rapping, you know, he got his chain <laughs> on, you know, it, he, you know, he's, he's a loose cannon. And, but it seems like the 49ers, they want to clean the look and Debo's not it. And they're just trying to use him up. So Debo realized that and he wants to get out of there, which is smart. Debo, you can come up to Seattle and you can get everything you want. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll certainly take you on the commanders. I mean, we'll certainly bring you there, you know? <laughs> what is he worth? Every, yeah, you, yeah, I mean, clearly the way that the way that San Fran, the way that Shanahan was using him there, he he was fourth behind like Cooper Cup, right? Like I think Cooper Cup was number number three. I can't remember who number one and two were was but um you you can't really put a value on that like and at some point you've got to cap it out like i understand you want more because you did more but at what point because it's a business at the end of the day so are we saying that you should be getting more than the quarterback or should you be getting do we think that he's more valuable than like a tyreek hill if he goes to another team will they play him like if he goes to a team that has an established running game, will they play him at running back? Or is he going to continue to be this hybrid model? Because really he's one hit away when you're that exposed playing that many positions. So that's a tough question. I mean, I think he is, he's extremely valuable. He's proven his worth, but he was fourth. So should he get more than Cooper Cup? Well, right? here's my should question he... to you, Matt. Is he, is he more valuable than Jimmy Garoppolo is the real question. Because he's a quarterback on the same team that's going to get quarterback money. Yes. The difference, I think, is like a game within a game, understand your work. I think overall, when you, when you explain the situation, what's going on, he, it's someone in his ear. Whenever you top five in anything and talk about you need more touches, like, I don't like the way they use me. You say, what are you saying? You don't like the way they gave you the ball too much? That, I don't like, I, I'm, I'm lost on that part. They get you. You top five uses in the NFL, and you complaining about it. So if you number one, what are you still gonna complain about it? Or if you number thirty, you gonna complain about it? I think it's, it's the people around him that's kind of messing him up with that. But I don't think he's worth more than a quarterback. Quarterbacks don't get hit. They the ones that enter is calling all the plays and and helping you, putting you in a position to be successful. You, you also gotta understand that part. But Debo's doing great. Um, think he he wants to get his money i'm pretty sure they willing to pay him his money but when you say you don't like the way you're using me that's what completely throws the whole conversation off that's, so, that's basically like an nba player saying like i don't like way he i don't like way coach Vaughn using me or coach or coach pete using me I'm, I'm shooting 20 shots a game it ain't what i do it's like everybody play to shoot 20 shots a game what what's the problem well i think here's the here's the uh, more what this is the analogy i think we need to look at here with Debo, he, he's maybe not complaining on how they're using him. 
they're complaining on the usage on his body because the average life of NFL players three and a half years. They're using him in two different positions. He's taking all the hits. He's getting all the minutes, and he's getting a ton of usage. He's taking more abuse. It's going to shorten his career if they keep using him like that. So when you talk about your worth, I agree with you, Mac. Know your worth. That is a game. In this case, with Debo, in my opinion, he's worth more than everybody on that team, even the quarterback. So if he is, and he, we know he's the best player in San Francisco, he's the guy, he is the straw that stirs the drink. They use a Reggie Jackson, excuse me, a Reggie Jackson term. You have to pay that man. And if you're not going to pay him what he is worth on that team, I got to be out of here. And I think he's worth quarterback type money. We all know he's the ultimate weapon. You can't compare him to Tyreek Hill because Tyreek Hill ain't playing running back. You can't com- compare him to Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup is not playing running back and they don't get as much usage as Debo does. The bottom line is very simple. Pay that man. And if you don't want to pay him, this is the problem I got with the NFL. And it's very simple. They try to put you on a box based on your position, not because of your production. Running backs don't last that long. Derrick Henry, he's probably got another two years left in the league. They get that man the ball a thousand times a game, and he will never get what he's worth because he's labeled as a running back. They'll pay him good. He'll never have to work again. But Debo is different. Pay him. I don't like what they're doing him in San Francisco. And he'd rather take less money somewhere else than to play one position than to do everything for the 49ers and get killed. Well, that's what they're they're going to end up doing, though. They're going to end up – they're going to end up saying, well, we're just going to throw you the ball and we're going to pay you half of what you want. You know, like if he – I I was going that way. I I definitely agree with you, Ronnie. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like – because once again, let's say he did end up with the Titans. They're not going to split his time between him and Derrick Henry. You know, like they're not going to pay him $150 million, $70 million guaranteed up front when they got an established running game. Kyle Shanahan, they they lost Mostert. They had, or whatever his name is, They I think they had two Mostert. running backs. That, Mostert, yeah. they both, they lost two running backs that got hurt. And they was like, oh, damn, Debo, you kind of big. Let's throw you back there, see what you can do on this toss sweep. Because I, I don't know, I can't remember if he's running like, between the tackles or on the end, but clearly he was fourth. Like he, 28% of production of an NFL team is a lot, but that was driven by the coach's decision to give him the ball that much. Now yes. he, he how, certainly how, needs, he certainly needs to go to the table to, to, to the management and be like, if you are going to continue to use me that way, you need to pay me. I signed a contract to be a receiver. You paid me this much. If you want more, Get, just give me more money. It, it just makes sense. Yes, and and at that point is what what Rodney's saying is. Do you ever think about the coach to give him opportunities to do this? So he's looking at it as like my homeboy. So I'm like, yo, you doing all this? It's like I put you in position to do it. Like you can ask for more money, but then you talking about you the you the I'm top five in rush rushing yard and top five in receiving yard or, or whatever it may be. I'll put you in a position. I don't have to have you running the ball. I can have somebody else back there. But then you're coming to me and saying, this. I'm, like, I'm doing this because I know you're a football player. You want the ball in your hands. Has nothing to do with business. I don't understand you want to touch the ball and have the rock. Do your thing. But then when you come back to negotiations or whatever and say this, like, oh, oh, all right, I just want to put you there. I'll pay you as a receiver. I'm going to give you $20 million less than what you was going to get. Is that okay? And I don't think that was going to be okay with him. <laughs> So, right. so let, me, let, me, let me say this then, Matt. Let's say you're playing in the NBA. You're a two-guard, not a point guard, a two-guard. Well, say a point guard. 
but you're 6'9", and you can also play center. Your center went down. You're good enough to play center and dominate at the center position. So let's just say you're killing it at the point guard position. Can't nobody guard you. You're leading the league in assists, and you're, using the, you're leading the league in points per minute, okay, points per possession, however they call it, with the analytics type of stuff. And you're scoring the most points in the paint, too. Hey, we're going to pay you like we're going to pay a center, Shelvin, because you're that good in the paint. You ain't going to go for that. Like, no, nah, man, I'm the best at both positions. Pay me like I'm the best at two positions, not one. I think that's what we're dealing with with Debo. If Debo yeah. wasn't good enough to do it, Shanahan wouldn't put him back there. He's a uh, great player. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. But it's also like a game within a game. Understand your work. It's like a lot of times in my career, I've been a backup. I kind of know that's kind of like my mode or what I fit or whatever. I got traded to Utah. I started starting. I was averaging 15. 15. Play the Lakers, I get 20. Play the Cavaliers, I get 28. When LeBron was there, whatever. I can't go to the table. I'm like, I'm, I'm busting <clears throat> the top competition, and I need to get paid like I'm a starter. Like, that. no. Situations allow that to happen. Somebody has to carry the rock. If it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. Somebody's still going to get three yards of carry, whether it's you or not. And that's, that's the part that you got to come in and reel in with yourself and understand. And the biggest problem I have with this and what professional athletes do, you comparing yourself to other people's situation. Because Rodney said, all right, we just send you to, to the Titans. You ain't getting any catches or anything. They had, they got Julio Jones. But what if you broke the mold? You ain't getting no what, catches. But, but what, what if you broke the mold? We ain't seen nothing like this. Like, yeah, but there it has was, to be something said for precedent. <clears throat> For sure, it was it was more of the system. I mean, we've seen this before with uh, yeah. with with, 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 the, with the president. You never get rewarded. Martin Luther King didn't get rewarded for what he did. Right. LeBron ain't LeBron. LeBron's not gonna get the ben, all the benefits he get what he did. George's not gonna all the benefits he did. George, Magic Larry LeBron Bird. does though. LeBron does. No, no, he he doesn't because he, he's smart business wise. But if somebody else in the NBA, I'll tell him somebody today. It's about five players in the NBA right now who's going to make $500 million, close to a billion dollars just being an NBA player. It has nothing to do with business. It's just being a basketball player. LeBron broke that mode. He's not getting the benefits of that. Because LeBron is also your point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. That's yes. what Debo is, and he's trying to demand yes. this thing. It's like, no, it's, it's not how the game works. We're going to pay you what you, get, what you need to get paid, but everybody in your ear telling you this, and that's, that's not the way – the business of sports work. That's how I feel it. Go and continue what you're talking about, Rodney. My bad. No, I'm just saying there's a lot of people right now, a lot of servers, a lot of people working in restaurants right now that were busting tables. And then all of a sudden they were like, you need to work that double tonight. You need to take the trash out. Like then all of a sudden you start feeling like your company or whatever is laying more on you and that you deserve more. Sometimes it's really about that opportunity, the opportunity to be able to market yourself. Debo's building his brand. Look, I'm not mad at him for, for wanting more because he feels like he did more for the team. Football's a team sport, though. And he was put the, he was, Kyle Shanahan put him in a position to make the team successful. Now, we weren't talking about, we weren't like, we're going to give you more carries. And then at the end of the year, we, you're going to expect to be getting more money. You want to, you want a contract. Like we put you in that position because we thought you wanted to help the team win. You're getting paid, and we're going to compensate you, try to do as much as we can fairly. But if, if this is the situation, then we're just going to pull your touches back. I would just, you know, if it's a situation, I don't think you can pay him more than a, a quarterback 
because you're right back in the situation that we're faced with with the commanders where you know how bad it is that to want and strive to want to try to have a good quarterback in there you know so i don't want debo if debo got if we got to pay debo and not get a quarterback the hell with Debo. We just gonna have to make it work with somebody else. Then. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I, I respect it too. It's just interesting if you take that look at it. Marshall Falk would have never got paid. Edron James would have never got paid. He played with a Hall of Fame quarterback too. Great topic there, guys. I appreciate the opinion. We'll move on to our last topic here. So football season's over. We had the Super Bowl in the USFL. Uh, shout out to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We got the USFL back. Uh, for those who don't remember, it was competing league with the NFL. USFL came back last week, and uh, something really bizarre happened. So uh, a team, a USFL team, the Pittsburgh Maulers, uh, cut a player. Uh, Devon Smith was cut from the USFL for not liking chicken salad uh, in their pregame meal. So let me give what? you a little background. Word. What? So here's a little background. So they did a... Um, they did a rollout this weekend uh, called United by Football, which is kind of um, what's the NFL piece they do uh, uh, for, for the NFL with the teams doing training camp? What they call this thing? Um, hard Knocks. Uh, hard Knocks. So this is USFL's okay. Hard Knocks, right? It, it's called um, United by Football. So during training camp, <coughs> Devon Smith, who's a running back in the USFL, Pittsburgh Maulers, um, was, there was a chronicle leading up to the league's return. Wild clip, the Maulers running back, Devon Smith, was cut from the team for requesting pizza instead of chicken salad at the team hotel. So here's the story. They had a team meal. They had chicken salad. Devon, according to him, walks in and says, hey, coach, I don't like chicken salad. They had pizza there. He asked the coach, hey, can I get some pizza instead of the chicken salad? The coach said, no, you can't have that. Is that going to be a problem? According to Devon Smith, he says, yes, that is going to be a problem. So there's a clip. Check it out on YouTube where the head coach says, hey, in our bylaws, it said there would be no disrespect tolerated at any time, uh, at any point by anybody. And he deemed Devon Smith of being disrespectful to that assistant coach about what he chose to eat. Devon Smith then went on to explain exactly what happened. And the head coach wasn't here to hear it. He said, hey, man. I hear that, but it's too late. It's over. You're out of here. Good luck with your career, and I'm glad we did it. I think this is one of the most asinine things I've seen in sports. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate this football, but we got some of the dumbest, craziest, stupid. Like the, the male ego is so fragile in the United States, but especially in football. Rodney, how do you feel about this? Is it, how crazy is this for you? I don't know how many teams are in the USFL right now, but let's say there's 16. The Pittsburgh Maulers just fell off my list. I can't root for a team that cut a man because he was trying to eat some pizza. And that was a problem for the head coach. Clearly, there was something else behind the scenes that this coach maybe not didn't want this player, didn't think he was good enough. I ain't never heard of it because that, that doesn't even fall in the category of being disrespectful or not following team rules. It's not like my man stayed out. Curfew was at 10 and he come in walking back up in the hotel at 3 a.m. He just didn't want to eat no chicken salad. I don't know what's up with that coach. I hope the Pittsburgh Maulers lose every game this season for that very reason. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. I can't believe that went down. <laughs> I mean, when I when I when I went to read the story, I said, no, no, not not just because he didn't want to eat the chicken salad, but 
I mean, when I heard when when I heard about the disrespect and everything, but I don't think that's disrespectful. Not at I all. I mean, he just he's just taking he he's just all he said was yeah, it's gonna be a problem. I don't want chicken salad. He's a grown man. You can't force this grown man to eat no chicken salad. But my thing is. Why didn't he just order a pizza to his room? <laughs> the pizza, <laughs> like, the right? pizza was already there, Coach Petey. The pizza was already there. He could the see pizza. the pizza. Yeah, the pizza was there. And the coach <laughs> wouldn't let him eat the pizza? Yeah. So sounds like, was the problem his response where there's going to be a problem? That was, the, that was the issue then, right? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, yes. Well, well wow. the, the head coach said he felt like the coach was disrespected. And the head coach... Point blank says disrespect will not be tolerated at any time by anyone. Disrespect for it's a lot. Disrespect is uh, subjective to people, yes. right? Uh, I have kids talking to their parents. I might be like, man, that's disrespectful. The parent that is being talked to might be like, man, my kid just talking. They just talk too much. I can punish my kid for that. Yeah, they they gonna they gonna lose they gonna lose a lot more players if he found that to be disrespectful because they ain't even we talking about practice, not the games. We not even we not even into the game yet. We not even into the game yet. We talking about we in the dining hall and you feeling like somebody being disrespectful over some pizza. Wait till the game actually starts and people get the argument and tempers and that com- that competitiveness comes out. So look, I wish the head coach of the Pittsburgh Marlins best. But if you cutting players for that reason, you're not going. You're going to lose your team very quickly. I don't have no respect for that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Rodney, on that. The thing is, like a game within a game. I've I've never been in that kind of situation. But we're like what what Coach Petey said. It's like if I've been in a lot of functions, I don't like the food. I don't like what's going on. I just go back to my room and order what I want to order. It's like you don't have to do it in that situation right then and there. But with that looming. <clears throat> Had to be a whole bunch of stuff going on. No one's getting cut off at. He must then did multiple things beforehand. That, that's not the first instance that happened. But it's a lot of times when it's a, it's a new league starting off. If Chick-fil-A is sponsoring, sponsoring a league for $10 million, and if you want to sign up for the league and play for the league, and they ask you the chicken sandwich, unfortunately, that's kind of what you have to do. You don't have to like it. <laughs> but for right. this little snapshot, just eat the chicken sandwich, or like, I don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't want to play. That's unfortunate how these how these things kind of work. But, but really, is it like that? It's one thing if you don't want to eat. That don't mean you don't want to play. You know, so that that's why I think the line is a little crazy. Yeah, no one. For, that's what I'm saying. No one forced him to eat. He didn't have to eat. He, he didn't. He got cut. Right. He he said, he could, that's what I'm saying. He could say, I don't like the chick. Like, we all been over people's, people's houses. You don't like their food. He's like, I ain't hungry. I'm cool. But do you take right. a bite? Do you take a bite to be is it respectful to take a bite of food in somebody's house you know you don't like? All right, what about <laughs> this? If I come over to your house for Thanksgiving and you and your wife cook all your food, I don't like the food. Is it better for me to say I don't like it or I order some DoorDash? I'm on I'm on the couch. <laughs> How would you view that? Well, well, I, think, I wouldn't I kick you out of my good. house. <laughs> you you'll be pretty upset but, at me. Okay, <laughs> but I wouldn't kick you out of my house and say you can't come back. You know, you, you don't like because you don't like my turkey. But if I, I did you, if look, I did it three or five times at your house when you when you put the effort in to cook it, you like like shell. Yeah. It's, it's, it's they been sitting here for seventy two hours marinating. 
Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, man, dog. give me some door dad. <laughs> dog, I, mm-hmm. dog, I would straight up rather you tell me you don't like it than be sitting up there, sitting on my couch talking about some Arby's, we got the meat. I'd be like, man, get the hell up out of here disrespecting my, I'll be sitting over there eating some damn Arby's on my couch, man. <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> well, I, I would respectfully, I would really appreciate somebody saying, yo, I don't like that. So I wouldn't take it as disrespect. I take it right. as being honest. I don't think you're being a jerk. I don't think you're being disrespectful. I just think you're being honest. But when it comes to food, it's a very subjective thing. I don't like right. mayonnaise. Although I have had a chicken salad or two in my day. I've had tuna salad in my day. I've had some mayonnaise-based products, but I don't want no mayonnaise. Now, Question. if you, if you gave me a sandwich- why, why did you eat it? Well, let me say this. Let me say this. <laughs> I don't-, I don't I don't like mayonnaise at all, but I will eat certain mayonnaise-based products. Here's a real prime example. And we all know this is black folks. We're all black guys on here. You don't need everybody's potato salad, man. You just don't. <laughs> you don't. I don't care what it is. And that you might have slaved over that potato salad, Mac. Dude, that thing a little runny for me, man. You got corn in that thing. You got raisins in that thing. Hey, man, thank you, but I'm good. I wouldn't kick you out of my house and say, don't come back again because you don't want my potato salad. I don't nah, like okay. that age. If, if, if you cook in Sunday dinner for me every single time I come over and I come over, like, it's shit, Trey, I'm going to order some uh, some DoorDash. You're going to have a problem. You're not going to invite me no more. You're going to tell me, you're like, don't even worry right. about it. Don't come back. Well, what, what I could do, now I know you can't do this with a team of football guys or big team people, but what you could do is try to accommodate somebody. What if, just what if, the guy, I, I don't, I don't believe in this gluten-free stuff. But hey, I don't do gluten. I don't do meat. I need another option. That we're, they get people in jail, man. Options for vegetarian option. They got bologna sandwiches out the wazoo <laughs> in jail. <laughs> if I can give you options in jail, damn right, I can give you an option in the USFL, man. Get out. And the difference is, you're a pro. You don't like the option. Go buy your own food and do your thing. <laughs> but you're right. a good That's prisoner. The you're, they, they give you no, 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 no. And, options. I, I know, but you got your same option. I can sit here for 30 minutes, burn with the team. I'm going to the... I've seen it all. It happens all the time in professional level. It's like they got us on a strict diet. We got salmon. We got the pasta for your carbs and all that. I'm like Some people are like, man, I ain't feeling this. I'm going to rock with y'all for about 20 minutes. I'm going to the room. I got I got, I got the wings coming. I got the lemon pepper coming. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that instead of going up to be, all right, Coach Brian Newark. Man, this is some trash. I don't like this. Can I eat some pizza? <laughs> but Matt, all right. So, so here, here's a little bit of perspective. What's the average salary in the, in the NBA? I don't know. My whole point is about the whole thing is you don't. You have ain't to getting five hundred dollars a game. No, you don't have to eat it though. And you, you, don't, you don't. Yes, but he want to ask for some stuff that's for the trainers because you're a professional no. athlete. <laughs> they have pizza in the room, man. Tell me, tell me what coach? If I see you got chicken wings in the room, I'm like, hey, dog. Can I get two of them wings? No. That's what I'm saying. Is that going to be a problem? Yes, it will be a problem because we can, starving. We can, we can end it on this. The difference is he's a professional athlete and he wants to eat. He want to eat pizza in a team setting and he's supposed to play tomorrow. It looks bad. Do it. There's nothing wrong with eating pizza. Do it on your own time. Don't ask the coach to order me a pizza when we're trying to provide everything right. and be healthy for you. It just looks bad. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that or whatever, but it shouldn't happen. And also, I don't think it's his first instance of doing it. Maybe yeah, there not. was something. There's something. There's something more to that story. That it mm-hmm. cannot be that he just 
didn't want to eat the chicken salad now because there's no way you telling me that 85 guys were all eating chicken salad and nobody was eating anything different because i mean some guys were like to some guys allergic to mayonnaise whatever it might have been i think there was more to that story but yeah whatever his name is i hope he lands with another team because you know the pittsburgh maulers and then let him go over some some pizza how about you, Rodney? I hope y'all go over whatever y'all play, Pittsburgh Marlins. Because <laughs> you, you're out here on some petty stuff. And if a guy ain't good, just say you ain't good enough to make the team. Right. Make don't, cut the man, don't, don't, don't cut the man over no pizza. You know what I mean? Just say he, can't, he got fumbleitis. He got fumbleitis. No, no, no. That's the game within the game. They don't cut you over that. They cut you because you detrimental to the team. <laughs> That's what it is. That's, <laughs> <part>. <laughs> That's a great way to end the podcast, guys. That's a great way to end the podcast. America, we want to thank y'all for listening. This is episode 11 of the Game Within the Game podcast. We got Rodney Bones, Coach PD, Shelvin Mack, and yours truly, T Edge. Thank y'all for listening. We're going to be back next week with some more heat. Hey, hit the subscribe button. We're on Spotify. We're on everywhere you can find the iTunes. Excuse me, everywhere you can find the podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening, man. God bless you. Jack Harlow, we're waiting for you. Push a drop and push a T drop in Friday, April yeah. 22nd. Go get yeah, that. Push, push a drop in Friday, April 22nd. Jack, come back out the following week for the Derby. Shit, birthday tomorrow. And, and Memorial <laughs> Weekend, Hold we're going to see who running Kentucky yeah. or VA. We're going to find out. Let's go. Happy hey, birthday, Kentucky, Hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday Mac, man. Happy Holy birthday, Mac. And show him 45 in, in, in his spiritual years. How old are you going to be in your real years? Man? Can you say that? I'll, I'll be 32, man. 32. Oh, man. Yeah. You some Beijing already, man. You some Beijing already. Y'all right, heard man. how old Mac is. You old, man. All right, because I look good on TV, man. You don't got to do that to your boy. <laughs> I love you. You do look good on TV, though, Mac. I love you, brother. Hey, America, thank y'all for listening. God bless y'all. Game within the game. we we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.